Mm. Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back, man. We back in business, man. Uh, forgive my uh my my head wound. Um, I had a little cyst taken out of my forehead yesterday. Went in there, you know what I'm saying? They took it out real quick. They came in, you know. They made the appointment short notice. They was just like, "Yo, are you available the 14th?" They asked me this uh, this weekend, and I was like, "Oh, uh, okay. Uh, well, when's the next available slot?" And we was like, "Well, you have to wait till January." So I was like, "Oh, well, then let's just do it." So I thought Monday I was gonna be a chill Monday, but uh, went in there for surgery. And I told Sabrina last night, I was like, "Yo, I had surgery today." You know, so they they went in there, they took it out. Um, and here we are, man. I got to keep this on for 48 hours to make sure it's like pressed down. Um, they, they pulled it out. They say it looked like just a fatty, um, like a fatty piece of, they call it something and it has Oma in it, in the name. And once they said Oma, I was like, is that cancer? You know what I'm saying? Once you hear Oma. I immediately think cancer. Once the omens and like a lymphoma or melanoma or whatever omens, the omens. I was like, man, hey, man, cancer. So, whatever they took out of there, they're gonna do a biopsy on it and make sure it's not cancerous or dangerous or all that good stuff. So that's why I had this bandage on. And uh, here we are. Here we are. So you know, Sabrina say I look like Ace from Paid in Full. I get it. A lymphoma. Lipoma? Is it lipoma or lipoma? Thickoma? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? People thought me and Sabrina got into a fight, thought it was me at midnight. People thought I got jumped. Wait, why me, all, man? all of the above. I hope everyone who thought that we got into a fight thought I won. Well, they, they say you hit me upside the head with the... I'm, I'm the one with the bandages, huh? Yeah, so you won. I mean, I won. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but in re- we, we know the reality. Oh. Yeah. What's the reality? I wouldn't win. Nah, because if we fight, I'm fighting you while you're sleeping. Oh, then that's not a <laughs> fight. You're just taking advantage of <laughs> sleeping corpse. You know I'm, I'm going to start the Christy. fight. Yo, last night, you woke up in the middle of your night, mm-hmm. heart dropped. I, you scared the shit out of me last night. What did I do? <laughs> you hopped up out of, out of the bed. Not out of the bed, uh-huh. but you hopped up. Uh-huh. And you you hovered over me because you know you were sitting up because you you got to sleep up yeah. upward now. And you hovered over me and you kind of like grabbed me uh-huh. and you said something very frantically like, "What do we need to do?" Uh-huh. And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> I had to get my feet together. Like my Man, life. This was last night. This was last night. And then you let go uh-huh. and you rolled over. You looked next to you at your laptop and then you laid back down and you were back to snoring. Huh. And I was like, man, this was the, this was the first time in a long time. I wonder if this has something to do with it, oh, or no. you, or you taking like Advil had something to do with your Tylenol. I mean Tylenol, my bad. Tylenol. I don't know. Because it was it's, it was the first one in a long time. Yeah, I, was I like, wonder. And it was an aggressive one. I was like, why are you grabbing me up? I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, it's it was, doing, it's funny to me. <laughs> I don't be knowing what's going on in my sleep, man. Uh. <laughs> 
And what's funny is you never remember your dreams. No. From my perspective, your dreams are lit. Man, you would think. Your dreams are popping. You be having full conversation. You be like, yeah. I don't remember nothing. And, and whenever I have an instance where it's like me tripping like that or whatever, it never matches up with <laughs> what was told to me. You did this, this, that, and the third. I'm like, man, you dream about none of that. The only time I know I remember it matching up mm-hmm. is when is when I was married and... I had a dream, Serene rolled off the cliff, and I, I caught this. his ankle. I remember this dream, this But in uh, reality, story. I had Cherie by the braids, <laughs> tight. Like, I grabbed her hand. She was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oops, I'm sorry. And I went back to sleep in shame. But you shouldn't be ashamed because you can't, you can't do nothing. Yeah, so it was just like, it's, it's my affliction. Have I been snoring more lately? Mm-hmm. I wonder what that is. Uh, I think honestly, the uh, the air in the house has been dry. It's yeah, it's been pretty dry. Cause I've been I've been dry up in that house. Yeah. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with you physically. It's just the air in the house has hmm. been, especially since they like they fixed the AC unit yeah. and stuff. I just feel like it's just been different in there. Mm. The AC been working though. The AC and the heat. And the they heat. Work. The heat. They Ooh, girl, work. the heat work. Shout out to them working, man. You know, tell me how you feel me. Man. Shout out to them working now. I had the eight, the heat on the other day and it must have been cold because Dapper was right under the vent mm. and he was like just looking up at it, doing a little sniffy thing. Yeah. And he was just like. Taking like, it in. He was taking it in. I was like, damn, it must have been cold because I've never seen the cat's want the heat like that <laughs> we want the heat yeah. bring the heat he was right under it like mm, this is nice and that and midnight was not far he was um, like right next to him skinny midnight yeah, um, skinny. we back got my producer extraordinaire sabrina in the building as here. you can hear here. got a mirror on the ones and twos you know what i'm saying we back in here man Back with another episode of Verbal Cardio. I didn't go IG live today. I know y'all be, you know, jealous. Y'all be like, hey, man, get them up out of here. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. So, you know what I'm saying? We in here. We in here. Uh, Lots been going on. Lots been going on. The new Black Panther movie came out. I just did a review for that. Um, And, uh, you know, the review will be dropping soon. Cam is going to work on it. So stay tuned for the Wakanda Forever review. It's coming soon. Um, it made $181 million, $181 million over the weekend domestically, over 330 some million worldwide. So it's making the monies. It's making the monies. So hopefully it has long legs going forward because I, I want it to do well. I want to see it again. So uh, double up on the, on the attendance. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? Um, but I'll let you know that I did enjoy it. Um, also, it's been some dust ups on the internet. You know, Twenty One Savage was like, "Nas ain't relevant," and you know, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my personal feelings out of this. I'm gonna take my personal feelings out of this. I'm gonna just disengage from the emotional standpoint that I would react on. And because, you know, 21 Savage been feeling himself lately. You know, he's been out here. 
He been out here saying some reckless shit ever since him and Drake was like, yeah, we're going to drop this album. You know what I'm saying? And I get it, you know? And so he was saying Nas ain't relevant right now. And, you know, the people went in. People went in. They was coming for him on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? It was on the shade room. That alone lets you know somebody is relevant if there's a dust up after something is said about that person that's not relevant. If he wasn't relevant, there would be no dust up. There would be no fisticuffs. There would be no posts about it. That right there lets you know how relevant somebody is. Then he was like, and he said this on Clubhouse because somebody was in my Twitter and was like, yo, you got to see the full interview, bro. I was like, it wasn't an interview. It was Clubhouse. And then, you know, he never responded to that on Twitter. So he was just saying, you know, he got a loyal fan base and, you know, he'd be making good music, but he just ain't relevant. I'm just like, well, you got a loyal fan base. That's relevancy. That's, you know, if you're still making good music, if you still winning Grammys, you still are in the conversation uh, when your album drops. What's relevant? I mean, what, what to me that's relevant. Like, I don't I don't know what he means. And then, you know, so I posted that and people were in the comment section arguing with me, like, yeah, 21 Savage, this is that and the third. And I was like, 21 Savage is relevant. But to say Nas is not relevant, what are we basing this on? King's King's Disease, which came out two years ago, debuted in the top five on Billboard. King's Disease 2 debuted in the top three on Billboard. You know, he got his first Grammy recently. So it's like, okay, what does a person that's not relevant look like? Because to me, that looks like relevancy. If you still if you still moving units, you're still in the conversation, you're still winning Grammys. You know, he was nominated for another Grammy with the with King's Disease 2 was also nominated for Best Rap Album. So he had two back-to-back Best Rap Album nominations in a row. And he might get the third one with this latest release. Then people in the comment section like, man, Hit Boy making them relevant now. It's like, well, when you have a good producer, there's there's a marriage in music. You got to have good beats. You got to have good beats. Like, you know, that's like saying Snoop ain't never been relevant because Dre did the beats. It's like, what, what are we talking about here? Um... That's like saying 21 Savage, he, he wasn't nothing without Metro Movement because, you know, they did the album because... That was the dumbest argument right there. And then I was just like, all right. Somebody was like, 21 Savage would have did those numbers that they did on the Drake collab. He would have did those by himself. I was like, based on what? Like, if we want to talk numbers, and you know I can pull out the numbers. 21 Savage's debut album sold 77,000 first week. That was his debut, his solo debut. He's only got two actual studio albums, and then he did the collab album with Metro Boomin. Second album did like 130-something uh, first week. The Metro Boomin collab did 171 first week. What I say is like, all right, so we saying Nas ain't nothing without Hit Boy. Is 21 Savage doing those numbers without Drake? No, he's not. Let's be real. The uh, Drake 21 Savage collab did... 401k first week those are great numbers big numbers matter of fact but we all know drake can do those numbers by himself 21 savage has yet to do those kind of numbers on a solo tip now 
Of course, Nas isn't moving units like he once was. His debut week, his highest debut week is a solo art. Well, Nas has always been solo, but he's done some collaborative efforts a la The Firm or, you know, his joint project with Damian Marley. Nas's debut week record is 470,000 copies first week, and that was for his album, I Am. And somebody tried to argue me down in the comment section was like, well, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he was going platinum back in the day. 21 Savage is going platinum now. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, it's easier to go platinum now because your platinum status is based on streams and airplay, which is nothing to sneeze at, but also it's easier for people to play your music. They can listen to your whole album without having to go physically get it. For you to actually sell units back in the day where you had to leave the house and go get the music. You had to go, you had a lot of times you had to take an L and take a gamble and buy the album yourself to find out if it's good or not. And you'd be like, man, I bought the album, man, it was trash. So now, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, but I feel like it's hard, it was harder to go platinum back in the day because you actually had to physically go get the tape the album, the CD, you had to go buy that. So if you can sell 470,000 copies first week, that means a lot of people were showing up to Sam Goody, Tower Records, Hastings. Um, what's another one that was uh, a regular record store people was hitting up? Sam Goody, Camelot. You had to go get these albums. So they was getting plaques. And then somebody tried to say, well, the record companies was buying the albums. You think people ain't out here having stream parties where they just let albums stream? They just put it on repeat and go to bed? Everybody's always going to be fudging the numbers. But don't don't downplay the accomplishments. It's like, man, 21 Savage got two platinum albums. Nas has seven. So what are we talking about? Nas has seven platinum albums in his career. A few of those are, are multi-platinum. So what are we talking about, man? We, we as a culture need to quit disrespecting the people that came before us. You know, it's always something in hip-hop where, you know, we 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 downplay or we disrespect the legends and, and the cast that came before us, man. And I and I hate to see it, man. Where's the respect? Because I, I feel like rappers from back in the day, they would big up you know, run DMCs and the Rock Hims and the KRSs and the, you know, they would give love to the cast that paved the way for them. And I feel like there's this disconnect where, you know, if you if you're an older rapper, they'd be like, nah, man, you ain't even popping right now. You know what I'm talking about? And I was surprised to see Kodak Black come to the the defense of Nas and be like, yo, man, Nas is relevant, man. And he knew <laughs> he started singing I Can from the Godson album. And you got to keep in mind, Kodak Black is 25 years old. He was born in 97. Nas was already two albums deep and maybe a third with the Firm album by the time Kodak was born. So the fact that he even knows some of these songs speaks volumes. And like Nas is respected out here. When you look at when you look at lists of best rappers of all time, a lot of people's favorite rappers, favorite MCs, Nas shows up a lot on a lot of people's lists. Even J. Cole was like, he made a whole song like, man, I let Nas down. Made a whole song about it. And then, you know, 21 Savage was like, yo, man, I would never disrespect, you know, you know, these legends like that, man. Watch out, man. So I don't know, you know, if he's cleaning it up or if he meant something else and it came out wrong. I don't know. It could have been taken out of context. 
because there's a lot of things from uh, Clubhouse that. Well, I heard the audio. Oh, what are you saying? Oh, he was just shit. like, nah, it ain't relevant though. And then there was a lot of, you know, you know how Clubhouse is. It'd be a lot oh of everybody God. talking at one time. And it's just like, the reason why I never got in the Clubhouse is too much talking. Right. Um, but the fact that he would even think that is just like wild to me. And, you know, Nas is just coming off a, a successful tour with Wu-Tang. We saw him at, at the Hollywood Bowl. Shit was packed. Yeah. I saw him twice. Yeah, you saw him twice. Yeah, packed like houses week. both yeah. times. Mm-hmm. So it's just, we, we we just need to take better care of our legends out here. And, and you got to remember this too, man. Nas's debut album came out in 1994, April 1994. He's still putting music out at a high level 30 years later, damn near. Damn near 30 years later. He's still putting music out at a high level, quality music that people are waiting for. So it's just like, come on, man. Not, not everybody can do this. Not everybody can afford this. And he's rapping at a high level. So it's just like... What are we talking about here, man? Um, and the new Nas album is good. I listened to it. It's an album you can just put in and let it play. It's one of those let it play joints. 17 tracks, no features. It's a good ass time, man. Hit Boy and Nas are a great duo. And I hope that they... I know I know. it's asking for a lot. Because technically they got four albums technically under their belt. I know it's asking for a lot, but keep keep putting these albums out. I know we already, like, we probably asking for too much because y'all already gave us enough. But, man, we got to keep this going. Just, just. Or, or Nas could be like, yo, Premier, let's do this. Full album, just you. Nas should go on a tour of just doing albums produced by one producer. He should just start doing that. DJ Premier is next. He did one with Kanye, but that was that was I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it one bit. And I was excited. I was like, yo, Kanye and Nas? I didn't like it one bit. I like maybe three songs on it. I was disappointed. And I think overall everybody was disappointed. But Hit Boy, come on, man. Let's get this going, man. Let's get it cracking. Also in music news. Denzel Curry is not happy about the rap album Grammy nominations, okay? The the uh the Grammy nominations are God Did by DJ Khaled, I Never Liked You by Future, Come Home, The Kids Miss You, Jack Harlow, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar, It's Almost Dry, Pusha T. And Denzel Curry is not happy with this. Denzel Curry, um, he's not happy with the nominations. And he's saying Shmino should be nominated. J.I.D. should be nominated. Joey Badass should be nominated. Redville should be nominated. Freddie Gibbs should be nominated. Kenny Mason should be nominated. But I guess niggas ain't mainstream enough, right? I will say this about the Grammys. They usually tend to go for the biggest sellers or the biggest, you know, whoever making the most hoopla when it comes to their best rap album nominations. Occasionally, they'll they'll get it right. 
Um, but for the most part, they'll usually go for who sold the most. That's why when you look at the Grammy, uh, the best album Grammy nominations in the past, Kanye West and Eminem have the lion's share of those of those award wins. Probably Jay Z too. They usually go for all right. Who sold the most? Usually, like when they do the best album of the year, they tend to go for different. Uh, Different picks in that regard. They'll go for the critical acclaim. Or I remember one time Steely Dan won album of the year. People was like, what? Who? When? When it was compared to so many other robust titles. But and Denzel Curry's like, Earl Sweatshirt should be nominated. Kenny B should be nominated. Niggas work their ass off and y'all give an award to half-ass shit. Um, he's pissed. He said, my album literally tied with one of the albums that was nominated for a Grammy, and I still got robbed. All my homies that came out with top-notch solid albums this year got robbed. He's pissed. Um, We all expected Kendrick Lamar to get nominated. That was a given. That was a given. I knew Kendrick Lamar was getting nominated, for sure, off the rip. He's got the critical acclaim. He has the numbers. He has the, you know, every everything is is Kendrick. We we already knew this. He is a critical darling, and the Grammys love him too. Um, matter of fact, did Kendrick get nominated for uh album of the year? Let me look that up. Album of the year nominations. Let's see. Album of the year nominations. Who they got? Let me click on this here, man. Record of the year, they got Abba, Adele, Beyonce, Brandy, Carlisle, Doja Cat, Harry Styles, Kendrick Lamar, The Heart Part 5, Lizzo, Mary J. Blige, Steve Lacey. Yo, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten nominations for record of the year? So they expanded this. It used to just be like five. Now it's ten. They're doing it like the Oscars. Album of the Year nominations. Alba. Alba must really put some shit out. Alba, Adele, Bad Bunny, Beyonce, Brandy Carlisle, Coldplay. Wait, they got a new album out? Mm-hmm. Harry Styles, Kendrick Lamar, Lizzo, Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige is out here. How many nominations did Kendrick Lamar get? He's also nominated for Song of the Year. It's Adele, Beyonce, Bonnie Ray. She's still out here. <laughs> DJ Khaled, Gail, Harry Styles, Kendrick Lamar, Lizzo, Steve Lacey, Taylor Swift. Steve Lacey is out here. Mm-hmm. Best New Artists. Anita, never heard of her. Domi and J.D. Beck, never heard of them. Lotto, Mainskin, Molly Tuttle, Mooney Long, Omar Apollo, Samara Joy, Toby. Hey. Ngui, 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 Ngui. I've never Ngui, been able to say his Ngui, name. Ngui, who? Gwe. What do say it all? Ngui, Gwe? I don't know. Am I saying that wrong? I've always avoided saying his name publicly. Just say Toby, say man. It. Toby. <laughs> Wet leg. Wet leg. So yeah. Let me look at Toby's name. Ngui in in Ngui. 
Toby, man, if you watching this, man, I, no, I've never been able to say your name. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Call Kev. <laughs> Kev will talk. All right, let me call Kev. <laughs> he probably going to be like, Tony's calling me? Mm-hmm. All right, hold on a That's second. That's how you know he going to pick up. Kev know he... how to say it. Yeah, because he be saying it proud with his whole chest. All right, we're we going to put him on speaker. All right, let's see. Kev, um, you live on uh, Verbal Cardio right now. Oh, shoot. Yes. Get get your feet. Put your shirt on. Yeah, I just need an oil change. He's going to get a whole oil change before he tells us. (laughs) All right, I'm ready, Tone. All right. How do you say Toby's last name? Toby's name, and I'm going to give you the full name because it's easier for me to say the whole thing. Toby Chukwu Duben Wigwe. Wigwe? Wigwe. No N. Oh, the N is silent. Yeah, Wigwe. Toby Wigwe. Oh, man, this whole time the N's been throwing me off. Yeah, Wigwe. Toby Wigwe. He just got nominated for a Grammy today. That's what we were talking about. That's how I ended up right here at your doorstep because I said oh. I, I butchered his last name. Yeah, Wigwe. Wigwe. Okay, yeah. boom. Thank you. You picked up fast, man. I was man. like, well, Tony don't call. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> something must be wrong because Tony's calling. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good, brother. I'm sorry that I'm the person, like, if you see me calling you, you think the worst because no, I never no, I call. I that. I just thought it was important. Not something bad. Yeah. Just just important. Hello. <laughs> all right, man. Have fun with the oil all right. chain. All right. Hello. All right. Wigwe. <laughs> Whole time. Wigwe. The end is just hanging out for no reason. No, no. Son of a bitch. Toby, why you ain't tell me this, man? Why you ain't tell me this, bro? You met Toby? Not in person yet. Just mm-hmm. I talked to him on FaceTimes and stuff like that, but yeah, not in yeah. person. He didn't come to my show in Houston. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he can't say his last name. Wigwe. 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 Uh, but Denzel, man, I feel you, man. I mean, but you know, I mean, come on, let, let let's look at the albums, man. Let's let's look. DJ Khaled, God did. Was it a bad album? I I didn't listen to it. <laughs> I listened to the song with Jay Z and Lil Wayne and Rick Ross. Kept it moving, but I I don't know if it's a bad album or not. I don't know. I know there's a lot of fan for it, fanfare, but that's, you know, DJ Khaled album. It's just, be, they come with that. But I, you know, I haven't really heard much about the album since it, it, it dropped. So, you know what I mean? I don't know how good it is. Future, I never liked you. I mean, I'm going to have to pass this to Amir because I, I don't listen to Future at all. <laughs> I like it. Uh, it's definitely one of his better ones. And Is he solo? rapping on there? Yeah. There's a lot more rapping on there than the melodic stuff. Now, obviously, the melodic song was the one that ended up getting nominated for a Grammy, too, and was number one. The Wait For You song with Tims and Drake. Tims. I that, like Tims. That song obviously was going to be, yeah. you know. But um, outside of that, no, it's mostly, no, he mostly rapping on there, for real. It's more that, like, if you listen to Future, if you've listened to Future, it's more of that, like, he just talking his shit, honestly. Yeah. That's pretty much what the album is. It's okay. like, I feel like Future's, like, uh... Like the the southern the southern side of like the southern street boy side of uh, like a push a T like their albums are almost 
similar in my eyes in mm-hmm. that room. It's just that the way you look at it is a little different because through Pusha T's eyes, it's like he has the lyricism to go with the street talk that he has. Right. So it gives you a better visual. Uh-huh. Whereas Future's like, I'm talking my shit to these young dudes that pay attention to me, mm-hmm. but I'm old enough in the game where you're going to respect what I've done and all the shit that is going on with it. And that's basically what the album is. Mm-hmm. So it's more like Future's just bragging. I do not see Future as a rapper. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like Hilarious. when I listen to him, it doesn't sound like rap to me. It's because his voice is his voice has always been melodic. Yeah. And that's been the draw like that separated him when he started blowing up or whatever. It was like him on the hooks of songs and stuff like that. His, it was right. like, what is he doing? He sounded like a different person a lot. Yeah. Sometimes you get on songs like, that's future? Right. Especially early on. So I, I could definitely understand that. But as far as like the other stuff goes, like, nah, he when he get on there and he start talking and shit and he get into that that little flow, like the future flow that he got, yeah. it's it's something crazy. It's like, man, he just it's like he just goes and just goes off. Send me them songs when you get a chance. I'm gonna I'm, I'm pull up to the ones you talking about. Yeah. They that's why the when Drake and Future did a project together, it was like it basically was like a future project. Cause mm-hmm. it was like I'm tapping into what he doing. They get in yeah. there and they doing these songs. He's like, man, I'm recording, you know, ten songs a night. Like it ain't no joke. Right. And he really just getting on there, and it's not like it's the, it's not like it's the same song every time. Right. It was just that he was building up a a catalog that people got to respect. Be like, hey man, mm-hmm. I'm coming. Yeah. And I've been doing this, so here I am. This is what I'm doing. I'm changing the sound of he future literally changed the sound of trap in general. Right. In 2015, sure. and then yeah, it's just been you know him riding that ever since. And his success rate is pretty uh, remarkable. Like he he's got a great track record for success. Sonically though, and this is why people call me out of touch musically because they'd be like, "You only like a certain type of hip hop artist." I mean, everybody likes a certain type of whatever they're into. Um, but for me, you know, um, I pride myself on giving credit where credit is due. And I don't just cut people off because of ageism. I don't just be like, oh, these young cats don't know good music. I just, I like what's good. Like, you know, when Chance first came out, he was young and I was all in. That's all I was rotating. Acid Rap was like my favorite release of that year. So I'm not the one to to just be thrown into this category of grumpy old man. I only like old niggas. Like, it's not accurate because I like what I like when it's good. So, you know, I do listen to young cats. So when people be like, you out of touch, I'll be paying attention to, you know, artists and such. What? I got a question. Oh, okay. But now Chance, Chance, you can tell that, you can see where his influence is from mm-hmm. and his influence is from everybody you grew up liking. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone out there that doesn't have that kind of sound that you're like into? Because I remember when I sent you Capella Gray, you wasn't feeling it. Oh, I, wow. I feel like you don't like K Flock. Fabio's out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And these are these are people that I like. I mm-hmm. like. I listen to, and that's like a different sound than you know. And I love. Right. I love my old school rap. I love my old school rap. For me, it's the sound more so than the age. That's what it is. Like people, people throw me into the category where it's just like you just like old shit, and so. The sound those those guys that you sent me that I wasn't feeling it was it was the sound. I know, but so with that, yeah, you you do like. I don't want to say you're not out of touch. I'm not gonna say that to you, but if it doesn't sound like what you're used to, you odds are you're not gonna like it, which is mm. probably why name something that's brand new that it doesn't JID. 
Okay. But does he sound like like influence from what you're used to? He got a big outcast influence. Him and the Earth Gang. Yeah. So what I'm used to is everything. Like I'm used to a future sound. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to music, it's not about what you're used to, it's what you like. And so like that Roddy Rich song, The Box, okay? Mm-hmm. Is that is that considered a sound I'm not used to? I can't think of that. I can't think of Roddy Rich right now. Uh, anyway, that's the song Serene put me on to, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's like, yo, put the Roddy Rich on, the box. I like this song. I liked it. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's like, you know... I like what sounds good to me. So it's not like I hear something new and they're like, I don't like this sound. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a it's a matter of taste in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I like, I like new sounds that I've never heard of and stuff that sounds different. I'm all in. Like, sincere listen to all kind of different stuff I've never heard of. And I'll be like, yo, I like this. So it's not about me being used to something. It's just, I like what I like. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people throw, throw you off to the side when they they age you out so they'd be like tony just like this and then they just throw me to the side like i don't give credit what credit is due it's one of those split things because then the younger people push out the older folks because they don't pay attention to what they're listening to right and then the older folks don't pay attention to what the younger people listen to right it's, it's trash or whatever the case may be yeah and i mean like i said me growing up i was i'm a huge jay-z fan and that's what i was mm-hmm. listening to and i come right. into atlanta they talking about gucci man like Right. Really? Like, that's really what y'all... Then I had to just be like, you know what, bro? Like, let me actually just give it a real shot to right. listen to what, what's actually going on in the area where I'm going to be living now. Right. Rather than just being like some man, whatever. Right. So I was like, all right, let me tap into it. And I love trap rap. Mm-hmm. But before then, I really wasn't that big into it. We had T.I., we had Jeezy. Right. But then again, to go to an area where that's the... This is the thing. And then it's just... As you see now, it's still the biggest genre in rap, I feel like. Right, right, right. So it's just, a, yeah, it's one of the things like, it's going to be hit or miss, but that's just anything mm-hmm. when I feel like there's a genre evolving in real time. Like this thing is changing. We see people influence somebody that was influenced by somebody else and then they evolve and then that person comes out, they have their sound, right. they evolve. And then it, it's like every year, it's like somebody new and it's like, dang, he kind of sound like such as Then you go down the line later on and be like, okay, he, he got his own thing now. Right. But we starting to see that a lot more because things... Like music is continually evolving because people got all these tools and access and collaborating mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's a beautiful thing to see. It's just that it is in a weird space. Yeah, and and the thing about the thing about Chance is Chance doesn't sound like the cats I was used to. Yeah, his like voice if you is listen, very to, you listen to the way he rap, nobody was sounding like him. So he doesn't sound like Common. He doesn't sound like Lupe or, or Kanye. He doesn't even sound like Chicago. So it wasn't like when I heard. Uh, chance, I was like, man, this taking me back to, this taking me back to Resurrection Common right here. It was mm-hmm. like, yo, I've never heard somebody that sound like this, and I was just paying. Now, what made me pay attention was he was from Chicago, and I was like, oh, let me, let me, let me see what he got going. And I was like, yo, he, he rap, he was making noise, like ah, and just doing mm-hmm. that. And his voice was like at this weird pitch that I had never heard, and I was just like, yo, this is, this is something new that I like. So, you know, I think Chaz, Chance was a bad example for you because he doesn't sound like those guys I grew up on. And if you look at my top MCs, I, he don't sound like none of them. I didn't say sound. It's the influence. You hear the influence. No, I don't. 
I, I feel like I don't hear I don't hear common or Nas or Chance Black gives Thought. me like okay this kid definitely listened to some good like old school stuff and like he has a partially soulful sound I would yeah. say that but I think that's just the characteristic of his voice his content matter is definitely more internet esque yeah, yeah, like yeah. I grew up on the internet type thing right yeah definitely you can hear the youth yeah mm-hmm. in it and what make what makes Chance the rapper so dope. Two on acid rap is that you hear the youth, you hear the youngness, and then when he does address stuff like you know violence in Chicago, it hits even harder because now it's coming from a young voice that's talking about you know what's going on in Chicago and stuff like that and losing friends and losing people. So it's just like yo, this is this is dope right here, and it was just his own unique thing um, that I, that I vibe with heavy. Um, so Jack Harlow, come home, the kids miss you. I gave that album a once over and he sounded too much like Drake to me. And so I was just like, all right, you know what I'm saying? And then I never, I never came back to the album. Um, Mr. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I sat in that album because I'm a big Kendrick fan. And I expect him to be nominated for Best Rap Out. And I'm willing to bet my my ball sack that he's going to win in this category. I mean, you we hope. Your ball cat, your ball I sack. think he's going to win. Yeah. If he, uh, we don't want to. We don't want to repeat it. Uh, 2014. They going. They going to give it to him because they. What they would do is if 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 Kendrick didn't win, they would probably give it to Jack. Yeah. You know, Which, what I'm and that's, that still would make sense in comparison. People would be out there. pissed if that happens. Man, that's what I'm saying. They would do it 2014 again when they gave it to Macklemore when he was up against Best New Jay-Z. Artist. Best New Artist. That's the one he beat Kendrick on. No, no, it no, was, he was uh, the best rap album. He lo- he beat oh, out yeah, Jay Z, Magna Carta, Drake. Nothing was the same. He, did. he beat out Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City. He did. And J Cole's Born Center. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah, I remember that because I remember yeah. I you went understand, out of tweeting. Like, we might not ever like, get a rap year like that. Like yo. those four, and then you have Macklemore in there, and then he won over those guys. Like yeah. nah, man, that yeah. <laughs> he did, but the Macklemore album was good. Over that, but over those four. Oh, though? Well, well, you know, if you asking me, I mean, come on. But, nah. but it wasn't like it wasn't like the Macklemore album was a slouch. I don't think it was. But it definitely to win that. I don't. I don't know, man. He, here's here's the beauty of time. The Good Kid, Mad City album is still relevant today. It's still on the Billboard chart. Yeah, people still listening. People still today. Me. This week, it's a really good album. It's still talked about. It's still here. And that, and you know, even even Macklemore felt guilty when he won it. Man, I wouldn't have won, wanted to win that. <laughs> Being in his position, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to win. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? If you if you were an artist, you worked hard on your album. Yeah, and they give you the award, you're gonna be like, you know what? I feel bad, but you know what? <laughs> man, yeah, fuck yeah. that. Man. Yeah, you want to? It's definitely one of the things like you want to talk your shit, but at the same time, I feel like having the awareness to know where you stand as far as this whole rap thing goes. You'd be like, yeah. you know what? I, I did that. I did my shit, but goddamn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like that, you know, that that, that happens. Like, even when, uh, what was it? When Adele won, and he's like, Lemonade. Like, are y'all serious? Like, I made a good album, but Beyonce, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like She beat Lemonade? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she, that, it was a whole thing, because then Kanye was, like, when, uh, what's that dude, uh, doesn't they start with a B or something? 
Beck. Beck. When Beck uh-huh. won, Beck. I think that year it was a whole thing of that. But Adele won that. over uh, Beyonce that year too. Well, be, Adele ain't no slouch. Dude. She not. That that album that album that we talking about that broke records. Yeah, that album was. Good. All her albums do. I yeah. feel like. Adele. Yeah. Because she going diamond every time she drops, basically. Yeah. <laughs> she. Adele got that. Because uh, Adele is a bit tougher call, especially that last album. Not the one that just came up, but the one before that. But the like I said, the, the Macklemore album was good. It was making a lot of noise that year. It was a it was a smash hit. That Macklemore album was sticking around too. It was kind of like what Bad Bunny is doing this year. It was like that Macklemore album was just sticking around. It was just like... He had them singles. That Yeah, that it was just... First drop song or some. It was all over the place. But to us, in, in the rap game, it was just like, yo, this this good kid, Man City. I feel like Nas' Life is Good should have been in that nomination pool as well. If they was only picking five? Yeah. And, you know, because I feel like Life is Good was my second favorite album of that year. What was the Jay-Z album in there? Magna Carta. Oh, hell no. Magna <laughs> Carta was soft. <laughs> Magna Carta is one of Jay-Z's worst albums, in my opinion. I feel like he's just having fun. That's what it, And again, just talking this shit, that's yeah, what it seems like. It, nah, man. But it definitely ain't dope. Not, Life not is Good should have been in there like over Magna Carta. Um, But yeah. And then the other, the, the final nominee is Almost Dry, Pusha T. The last two nominees are the albums I listen to the most. I listen to Almost Dry and I listen to Kendrick's album. I listen to a lot of Pusha T. Um, and Pusha T, the, the critics like Pusha T. Like, they be rocking with him. I feel like he be getting nominated out here. And I feel like my prediction is Kendrick is going to walk away with the best rap album. Yeah. Once again. If not him, then Pusha, I think. I would like for it to be Pusha, but they gonna give it to Jack. If they don't give it to Kendrick, they gonna give it to Jack. I really don't see them giving it to Future, regardless of his success. If Future got a Grammy, that would be crazy. I feel oh like they won't goodness. give it to him. Yeah, I will. Yeah, and then I think he's nominated for best rap melodic performance, and yeah. I don't know if he'll win that one either, though. Yeah. I would like. I would. I would. Wait, is that nice. the one with Drake and Tim? Yeah, he it was might, a big song. It was a big song. But I was looking one. at the the. I got to look at the other nominations for that because. Uh, it was like. Oh, best melodic rap performance: DJ Khaled and Future and SZA, with uh, "Beautiful," Future featuring Drake and Tim's, Jack Harlow, First Class, Kendrick oh, Lamar featuring uh, Blast and Amanda Reefer for "Die Hard," and Lotto Big Energy Live. Mm. Again, Harlow's in there, man. That's here. Here's why I think Future could steal it. Future has, first of all, two chances two. to win something. But I think since the Grammys love Drake, with Drake being on that track, I feel like it gives it better traction. But first class, that was a big record. Which one? That Jack Harlow. First class by Jack Harlow. Fergie. Ugh. I if, if they I don't, don't think give that it song, to Jack, that song wasn't bigger than the future song though. That future song is still charting. I'm it's pretty still, sure yeah. it's still up. It well, it was still up there until right. Taylor Swift came along. I but, think, I think if they don't give it to Future and Drake and Tim's, they gonna give it. To, if they don't give it to Jack, Future and Drake got it. I can see that. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, a lot. Of and it, the thing about it is, like, it, as much as the do the Grammys actually like Drake like that, I feel like they they definitely nominated him in some weird places because yeah. he got mad about that before, so he don't even submit anymore. Him, the weekend, they don't even yeah. they don't submit their music anymore. So, so he, you ain't gonna see no Drake slighted. in none of the. Oh, so that might actually hurt Future's chances because they'd be like, oh, so if they petty know. with Drake, yeah, they'd be like, give it to Jack. Oh my goodness, <laughs> man! <laughs> they could they could surprise us and give it to Kendrick. Cause they love Kendrick, yeah, at the Grammys. But that song, that song is cool. But wait, which one is Die Hard? Is that uh, I forget because the titles don't match up with the with the lyrics. So I'll be like, man, what song? I can't is really this? think of. I know what it sounds like, but I can't think right. of any of the lyrics. I know if I hear it, I'll be like, oh, because Blast, Blast music is he, he got like a distinct kind of sound that he got going on. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting though. But I'm 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 standing firm in that Kendrick is gonna get that best rap album. Um, also in the news, Dave Chappelle hosted, uh, SNL this weekend and, uh, with musical guests, the black star. Um, and I watched his, uh, opening standup set, the monologue, if you will. And he touched on Kanye West, Donald Trump, Kyrie Irving. Um, it was, it was very of the moment. And I feel like Dave Chappelle had a great set. I feel like Dave Chappelle had a great set. It made me just sit and marvel at like, yo, he this was extremely well done. Now, you know, you're going to see some articles on there and they're going to be like, man, he's keeping this going and he's doing that and he's saying this. But I feel like he just did a really good job of, and they, they say, it was one article saying he roasted Kanye. He didn't. He didn't roast Kanye. If you really listen to what he's saying, he didn't roast Kanye. And... I just feel like they they still trying to string Dave Chappelle up in a sense. Um, but I really feel like that set was great, you know, and not too many comedians can navigate it like that. And it just it's just a testament to how good Dave Chappelle is as a stand-up comedian. Like even though I'll be like, you know what I'm saying, I want more, I want more laughs per, you know, I'll be saying that all the time. I want more laughs per, man. I want, you know. I'm at a point now where I don't want the good point comedy. I just want to laugh, man. I just want the laughs. But something like this, extremely well done. I did laugh out loud when he was talking about how the Ukraine is fighting with Russia. It's like home alone. You know, they got they got the regular people fighting. They got hot doorknobs, and they got the Russians stepping on rakes. I thought that was mad funny. I was like, yo, I laughed out loud on the bus on that one. And his callback joke about the chain, the millionaire chain, was just genius. So, you know, he killed it. Dave Chappelle killed it, man. How do you feel about uh, people trying to say that he further push anti-Semitic remarks just by simply acknowledging it? I don't. I don't see how he did that. And... I'm not saying that in this case, but a lot of times when people, they'll say something is anti just for you mentioning it. Yeah, just, yeah. just for you saying, talking about it, they'd be like, that's anti mm -hmm. when you when you point out certain things. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like if somebody was up there, you know, black folks be doing this. That's anti-black. Well, Y'all really do be doing this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's, 
the jokes are rooted in the appearance of certain things. It's not necessarily a dig or a slight. It's just like, you know, there's a strong Jewish presence in Hollywood. That's just what it is. The Jewish community sticks together. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. They do. And they are in Hollywood deep like that. And they do have, you know, uh, powerful placements within Hollywood. That, that's We see it. It's just reality. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as soon as you point that reality out, hey, this is anti, you know, and I feel like, you know, he was just pointing out certain things that we that we know are out here mm-hmm. in that set. So it's just like, you know, and um, and I feel like with Kyrie, and I never really spoke about this publicly, about Kanye and Kyrie. I feel like Kyrie, if they push too hard, if they try to make him do all these bullet point apologies and he got to do this whole, you know, uh, this whole Easter egg hunt of things to do to get back in the good graces of everybody, he's going to quit the NBA. You know, you got to do this. You got to say this. You got to do community service. You got to say this. You got to write this letter. You got to do this. He's gonna, he's gonna quit the NBA. That that just seems like the type of person Kyrie is. From 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 what I can gather, he's just gonna be like, you know what? Then y'all just gonna have to fire me then. And you know that that's just the vibe I get from Kyrie Irving. And so, you know, what's going to end up happening is, and we were talking about this on the road, if he if he refuses to do these steps that they want him to do, and he'll just be like, all right, well then, you know, I guess I won't be playing then because I, I apologize once, you know, doing this whole, this whole you know, string of apologies and, and guidelines. I don't know if I'm willing to do that. And he's going to be like, well, you ain't playing. Well then, well, then I'm not playing. And so I really think that's how it's going to play out. And if they fire him, he's still going to get money, I believe. So, you know, he won't be able to play, but it'll be like, well, you know, I got the contract. So um, they would they would still have to pay him even though he's not playing. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to work through this. Right here. Um, but from from the looks of it, from the outside looking in, I just feel like, because Kyrie sat up there and braved the storm of the, the vaccine backlash. He was willing to not be pressured to get the vaccine, and he stood his ground, and guess what? He ended up playing again eventually. And I feel like, so that lets you know that he'll stand on his principles and what he believes. He's already proven that. I'm going to just stand on this. I already apologized. It wasn't good enough. You know, I know what more y'all want, but I don't know what more you want. And so it's just like, you know what? I'll quit. (laughs) I'm out, y'all. And now, you know, they want these other athletes and celebrities to come out and publicly bash Kyrie. And it's just like, all right, enough. Enough. You know what I mean? So... Let's say let's say I was in Kyrie's shoes and I, you know, I posted something that, you know, really offended a group of people that, you know, it pissed them off. It's like if you if you promoted something that, that allegedly said that the Holocaust is not real, then 
come on, man. Of course, of course, people are gonna be upset about that. But if I posted that, and I was like, man, man, my bad, y'all. I'm sorry, man. I, you know, I was just trying to, you know, I'm sorry. My apologies. I'm not, I'm not anti-Semitic. This, I'm just, I'm just trying to gain knowledge of self and knowledge of other things that encompass, you know, black spirituality and religion and all this, all this, that, and the third. And then you apologize. If I apologize and that's not good enough, I don't know what else you want from me. I'll quit the NBA. I said I was sorry, goddammit. Shit, what y'all want from me, man? What more do you want from me? In the words of Tyrese. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? Yeah, I wonder I wonder what it would have been like if Drake was in that position. If, like, Drake said anything. Because he's Jewish. Right. But he's black. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if if, if he would have accidentally promote a book yeah. that he doesn't really like know the true breakdown, the true like meaning that other people can perceive it as. Would he? How would that go? Right. Could he pull the? But I'm Jewish. What you? My bad. Right. I grew up in this culture. What you mean? You know, I grew up. I grew up in this. Yeah. Uh, Dallas D said, "If you apologize, it would probably come from a place of sincerity, not coercion." That's facts. I don't do well with forced apology. I can't really fake an apology. And that, for better or worse, I'm not good at fake apologies. Um, I have to really feel it to give a sincere apology. Like, you know, somebody says, I'm sorry, but if you hear, I'm sorry, but is that a real apology? I'm sorry, but you, once you hear that but on the end of it, it's like, are you really sorry? And that well, you can pause it right there. I'm sorry, but, and then pause it. And you're like, here we go. Um, I'm sorry you feel that way, but, you know, those aren't real apologies. Um, so with me, I'm I'm a real apology type of person. I have to really feel that. And then, you know, and if I'm really like, you know, if I'm really in a place where like, I'm sorry, I'm real apologetic and I feel bad and I did something that was messed up and I, you know, I, I ask for forgiveness and I extend that and you don't, you don't accept it. Then I'm like, well, I'm so, you know, I understand you, it's not good enough, but just know I'm sorry. And then that's all you can do. All you can do is express your apologies and they be sincere, but then boom, that's it. That's all you got left. Now, if they accept the apology, then, oh, thank you. Thank you for accepting this apology right here. But if not, you'd be like, you know what? All right. And when it comes to a group mass apology, it's not as simple as, you know, when you wrong a person individually, you can come up and be like, yo, I'm sorry for what I said to you. I'm sorry about how I made you feel. I'm sorry that I did this, this, that, and the third. I apologize. You know, let me make it up to you. Let me make it up to you. You know what I mean? And some people be like, yeah, you know, I'm not really, you know. Or they could be like, I accept your apology. I appreciate it. And then you can move forward. But it's easier to do the work when it's a, an individual apology. When you got something like this, where it's just like, apologize to this whole group right here and do this for the apology. That's when we know it's real. 
you're forcing that person to do certain things to make you feel like the apology is sincere or, you know, there's extra punishment on the top. I'm like, what's the goal here? What's the goal with this? So, I don't know, man. I don't know, cuz. But I do feel like Kyrie is going to stand his ground. That's just me. Um, in the notes, it says Russia hits Poland with missile. Oh. Mm-hmm. Russia hit Poland with a missile? Jesus. Hold on, cuz. Let me look this up. Here's Poland. Unconfirmed report of Russian missiles hitting Poland. Village sparks worry across. Um, missile strikes near Ukrainian border. Stray, stray Russian missiles feared to have landed in Poland. So is this a stray missile? Yeah, apparently it was supposed to go to like the Ukraine. Oh. And they it accidentally, uh, allegedly killed mm-hmm. two people. So Russian missiles crossed into Poland, killing two. Man. So initially when I heard missile, mm-hmm. I was thinking hundreds, thousands dead. Nah, it's, it's kind of crazy because I'm like two. Yeah. What? Once I saw two people killed, I was like, oh. When I think missile, I think mass destruction. I think like, mm-hmm. man, they blew up the whole goddamn shopping that. center. Yeah. So two people, I'm like, oh, man. It's tragic. But I, I was just like, oh, okay. I'm just accustomed to thinking of, you know, missiles doing maximum huge damage. I'm mm-hmm. just like, man. So it's a stray missile. I wonder if, because we had to think about these other countries and just other places and just Anywhere outside of here right now. Um, It could have landed somewhere where it was a lot of land, like a farm. Yeah. There's just two people living living on the farm, minding their business. And then boom. Chilling. And it could have, if if there was more people around on that land, it might have been more. Yeah. So we don't really know. I guess we could look up. Dang, man. How much damage can a missile do? This is scary stuff, man. If we close to World War Three, man, this is scary. Um, this is scary. I'm like, man, World War Three, and that's one of my biggest fears in life: a nuclear war. Nuclear war is my biggest fear because that's some scary shit, man. Nuclear war. Nuclear war, man. At any moment, man. And these countries out here like, what you want to do? What you finna do then? Say something. And they got their finger on the trigger. And the trigger happens to have nuclear weapons. Man, that's scary, man. I want zero parts of a nuclear war. Because I mean, what you what you going to do when the missiles is coming? What you Where you hiding? Where you going? How are we getting out of this? We got to deal with nuclear explosions of a massive scale and then the fallout from that. We're done. Especially if you're not at ground zero, you're going to have to hang around and get the horrible death, the slow roasted death. I'm like, man, please, man. Everybody just relax. Let's take it back to swords and sandals, man. Sandals. 
Let's take it back to swords and sandals out here. I want War World Three to be swords and sandals. You know what I'm saying? Shields. Just going in there hand to hand with swords. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That way ain't no stray, ain't no stray swords. I mean. Ain't no casualties of war like that. You know what I'm saying? And horse, nah, no horses. I don't want the horses involved. Nah, no no horses. horses. Just straight up men and women, swords and sandals. Clink, clink, yeah. Clink. The people who signed up for it. Because horses didn't sign the up for it. The horses didn't sign up for this. Yeah. They just thought we was riding. I thought <laughs> we was riding. Right. You know, I was riding to get my legs chopped off. I know. There's a horse stabbed. Mm-hmm. What? what? They get impaled. They be right. like, man, come on, you man. You raised me. I thought we was just going for rides. I thought you liked the lavish costumes. <laughs> I didn't know we was going to war. Damn it. This is definitely a clip. Yeah, clip this. Man, because it's like, let's go back. We doing World War Three. I wanted to be swords and sandals. Come on, man. Nuclear war ain't the wave. Everybody loses in a nuclear war. Trust. Oh, that's facts. We all lose. That's what y'all want? Y'all so full of yourselves as countries that you just want to have a nuclear war and kill off everything and everybody? And if you don't die in the initial explosion, you got cancer, you got fires, you, you ruin the environment. We're done, man. Swords and sandals. Yeah, you know. Put the guns up. You know what's crazy? We're literally just on a floating rock. The hell is it so important to kill each other? Right, for? man. Just relax. Like, zoom out. Zoom out of all of this real quick. We are a grain of nothing. Sand. Well, us specific like people in general mm-hmm. are just just a small little speck. Nah. On this massive rock that's just floating in space with other rocks. Right. If you zoom out, let's say you zoom out, you're zooming out. Zooming out. You're zooming out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Out. We Keep go from zooming. Earth, we're zooming out. We, Keep zooming. We, 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 out of, we out of the Milky Way. We're zooming out. We're zooming out. We're zooming zoom. out. We're zooming out. And you see all these galaxies and you see all this. Do you realize that people, a whole country full of people, Let's say the country of China, since that's the most populous country. Billions of people, if you zoomed out, you zoomed out, you zoomed out, you can't even see that country with the naked eye. It's over a billion people in that country. If you zoom out, you can't even see that country with the naked eye. From a universal standpoint, you are microscopic. You are an atom within the context of looking at multiple galaxies at one shot. You can't even tell that there's 1.4 billion people in that country if you zoom out. So it doesn't matter, man. It don't matter. Swords and sandals. Man. And we're we're do like we're about to hit eight million. I mean eight billion people. Yeah. Eight billion people. I think it already happened. Sandals. We already crossed. We eight billion deep now. Eight billion. billion. Now that we're eight billion deep. Can you people relax on the fear that you have of this gay agenda? Can y'all relax (laughs) on the fear that you have for the gay agenda? Are you scared that we will no longer procreate? Because the population is still growing. 
what are you worried about? Yo, that's facts because that's their biggest like. Yeah. The gay agenda. Listen. You, you can't procreate if you're gay. Guess what? We just crossed 8 billion people. People are still getting in the regular pumps. What are you, what are you worried about? The procreating pump pumps because all pumps are regular oh that's why i did the yeah yeah they call it it's not regular pumps oh it's regular pumps man what are you worried about people are still having babies that's just facts that ain't gonna stop it ain't never gonna stop relax eight billion people it's too many people here right we need to chill actually we don't have the space to cover this many people what are y'all worried about we should probably actually get on board with the gay agenda because this is a lot of people that were, are not being supported. It's too many people here. It's but mad we, people. The pumps ain't stopping. No, not at all. And the, and the babies are coming out 8 billion strong. We overpopulated. That's facts. What are you worried about? Relax. <laughs> Calm down. Sick of y'all, man. 8 billion people. Penis and vagina pumps will not stop. Stop worrying about that. They don't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Also, stop asking women who don't want kids why they don't want kids. Because there's eight billion people. There's eight billion people here. I don't I don't want I don't want to have a kid because I'm not gonna add. I'm not adding to that. There's a lot of kids to adopt and y'all ain't adopting them. Facts. Y'all just sitting here complaining, man. Relax. Let people be gay. I say this every so often, I'm back again. Let people be gay. We got more than enough people on the planet. Yo, let people be gay, man. Be more worried about World War Three. That's what you need to be worried about. Because <laughs> if, if they start pulling the trigger on these missiles, man, ain't none of the pumps going to matter. We're going to be ass-cheeked out. We're going to be burnt. Ass-cheeks burnt. Penises singed. Booty cheeks on the grill, radioactive. Worry about the right shit, man. We need to start putting the pressure on these countries to go back to swords and sandals. Catapults. Swords and sandals. Okay? Let's get some bicycles. Instead of horses, we on bikes. Come in with your little joust and you ride your bike up. You line up, we got the bikes, you got the spears, and you come in on bike. And then somebody sticks the spear through the spokes and then you flip over. Guess what? They got you, man. You bring the sword up and then you fight. Clink, clink, clink. It's going to be gritty. Cinematography. And you got a chance to survive. Let's put the guns up. You know what I'm saying? Guns is ridiculous out here. They causing more problems than they worth. And I no longer feel like just because you can carry a gun, open carry, that makes shit safer. It doesn't. People still in Texas getting shot. We just lost takeoff in Texas. Because people be like, man, when everybody's strapped, everybody be more calm. No, that ain't the case, man. It's a, it's a matter of who ready first. Exactly. And you ain't going to always be ready. And, and in you... that moment, in that moment, you got a firearm, somebody's life is lost. Gone. No get backs. When you when you dealing with firearms, man, it's final a lot of the times. It is super tragic. And then you think back, man, if we didn't have the strap, we wouldn't be in this situation. 
swords and sandals. Corey says, I agree, let people be gay, but we do have enough room on the earth for more people and no one should be forced into parenthood. Don't shame gay people nor people who want families. It can be all so simple. Wait, no I don't think shames... people shame people that want families. Yeah, though. no one shames people for wanting a family. Yeah. As, That's the norm. Yeah. yeah. As a woman who's always been like, I don't want kids. And there was a point where I was shamed. Uh, I was shamed for it to the like to the point that I was like, okay, maybe I should. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do. I guess I, I guess I want kids because right. the shame of saying the words, I do not want children. I love children. Stepmom me up all day. You know what I mean? But I was shamed for that. So it's more on the opposite end. You know, like having families, that's that's where it's at. Right. That's what everybody, yeah, yeah, you're supposed to do that. Your name, your legacy. What do you, what happens when you're gone? I'm, I'm gone. There's eight billion people. Now there's one le- one less person. Right. And she she didn't leave something else behind. That's fine. I'll be all right. Tomorrow did say people shame people for having a lot of kids, though. That's facts. For that does kids, happen. Yeah. That does happen. That happens. I feel like it depends on how it happens too. Because it wouldn't. Because you know they was clowning. Uh, what's her name? Kiki Wyatt. Because she got like ten kids or whatever. And they was just like you know they. She was getting roasted up a little bit on on social media, but. but but it's not like a deep, we're shaming you. It's just like, man. It, it's like, damn. Even yeah. even my video, I did a video based on that. I was like, yo, she got a Civil War-sized family. <laughs> you know, just just poking fun. And then TikTok pulled my video down. The community gangs. But, like, that's a part of social media because right now, and I was actually laughing at some of them, there are memes about World War Three. Yeah. It, like when the the missile hit, mm. memes hit right. the internet at the same damn time. Right. This is just what the internet does. Mm-hmm. And it's not a shame. We're not shaming. Well, I guess we are shaming like missile, <laughs> stray mm. missiles. But you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's just like that's a part of it. Based on the conversation we were having and like the conversation now, anything can be labeled shaming now. Yes, facts. Even when even when you don't like something about people and you say no it's not my really my cup of tea you're shaming this just because you're not attracted to a certain element you're shaming me so it's like (laughs) everything is a goddamn shame at this point but what i'm getting at my whole argument here right now is that your whole argument against the gay lifestyle (laughs) is that you know you can't procreate in it and it's just gonna if everybody's gay we won't have no more you know procreation it's not accurate because it's always gonna be procreation as long as there are penises and vaginas out here guess what there's gonna be some pumps and some babies gonna come out and there's some gay people out here with kids yeah (laughs) still can do it there's some gay people out here with kids that they created. Facts. Jay Z mom is gay. Now she had kids. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> it's gay fathers out here, man. Gay dudes with kids that they birthed. Well, they didn't push well, them out, but oh. you know, they, they planted the seeds. <laughs> so come on. 
Come on, just relax. And every, I agree, every, everybody's getting shamed for everything because that's the word now, shaming. When I tell y'all what I don't like, y'all going to be like, you're shaming this, this, that, and the third. It'll, it'll be a point where I can't express what I like and don't like. But you know what? I'm going to still do it anyway. Oh. So there's that. All right, y'all. I do want to say one thing. Uh, Cleveland. Oh. So I went to Cleveland last weekend. Here's the thing, y'all. And it's tough. I don't have TV networks. I don't have ad advertising agencies. It's just me doing my promo. What I need y'all to do and understand. First of all, you need to subscribe to my page. You need to turn my notifications on for Instagram, if you really rock with what I'm doing, I need you to turn your notifications on because I'm at the mercy of Instagram's algorithm. I do be shaming over talking for sure. It's a lot of stuff I shame. And you know what? I got no shame. I don't like it. Um, it was too many people I was running into in Cleveland that didn't know I was coming to Cleveland. I saw somebody in the comment section today. I just found out today that you were coming to Cleveland. Something is wrong here. If you follow me, you should know that I'm coming to Cleveland. As much as I promoted Cleveland, there is no way that you would not know I was coming to Cleveland unless you never go to my actual page. If you don't go to my actual page at all, you'll probably miss everything because they're showing you different shit. What I need y'all to do is put the notifications on on my page. And let me tell you why buying the tickets early is important. I feel like I told y'all this before. But let me reiterate. Buying the tickets early gives me confidence in going into the weekend. It takes the stress off me. And it lets me know that there's a base there. I don't have to wait till the last possible second to know if it was a good turnout. And when you buy the tickets early, I have to do less promo. I can relax a little bit on the promo. I don't have to do a radio spot. I don't have to do this, this, that, and the third. It just lets me know that, all right, we got a base here. We're cooking. We're firing on all cylinders. When Houston bought early, that took a tremendous load off me. Houston bought tickets early, and they sold that bitch out. And so I was like, ah, now I can focus on other stuff. There's too many people out here, and I promote way too hard for people not to know that I'm coming. And it's just like, oh, it's frustrating. It's just like, man, come on, man. Y'all didn't know? Y'all didn't know? No, we didn't know. And so that's a knock on Instagram, and it's just, it's frustrating because it's like, man, I'll be busting my ass with this promo. Like Buffalo right now, ticket sales are ashy. It's ashy in Buffalo. It's super ashy. I've never been to Buffalo before. This is my first time going to Buffalo. So now it's like, all right, based on the early sales, I probably won't come back to Buffalo, but for one night, maybe one show one night and just call it a day. So I'm trying to, and I, I'll i admit to this too, I had to cancel some shows. I had to reschedule some stuff, and I apologize for that. The, the We Outside tour, that was out of my control, but I do apologize for that, and I know it can be frustrating when you buy tickets early and then the artist pulls out. 
I know that happens in certain cities, and it happened with me because of the, the We Outside tour. And I apologize. Matter of fact, I need to check in and see if that girl came to the show because I definitely gave her money back. Um, but that you know what I'm saying. So I get why you don't want to buy early, and I'm guilty of not buying early. Like if I want to go to a concert or something, but um, but man, man, it's just tough doing all this promo. And seeing cities that get it to where they're buying early and then see certain cities where they're not, it's just like, man, you know what I'm saying? So Cleveland was taking they late, they, they sweet time. The Saturday shows were sold out, but the other shows were ashy. Thursday was mad ashy, but it's just frustrating. And it's, it's just like, and I made all those Cleveland shirts. Man, you got shirts that say Cleveland. That say Cleveland. The bakery. And I got 30 left. 30 Cleveland. If you live in Cleveland, you missed out. Man. <laughs> what are you going to do with those shirts? You got to you gotta do something. I don't know what I'm doing. They want me to mail them still, but I know I'm not a mailer. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, y'all. Uh, but Cle- here's the thing about Cleveland. Last time I went to Cleveland, they pulled up. They pulled up to Cleveland last time, but this time, no, nah, I'm not making Buffalo shirts. I'm not making no more city shirts. I'm off that. This was this was the test run, and it failed. But shout out to the hundred and sixty some people that did buy the Cleveland shirts. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate everybody that bought a ticket. I'm appreciating everybody. But please buy early, especially on my solo tour because I'm showing up. If I don't show up, I'm just rescheduling. So I will show up eventually. But anyway, um, I had to get that off my nipples. Well, let me get out of here. We we tried to stick to an hour. We failed. Um, but we'll be back with another episode of Verbal Cardio in the future. I love y'all. I care about y'all. Make sure y'all drinking all of this. Drink this water, man. Get in on it. Um, if you're in the L.A. area, stay tuned for uh, Tony Baker and Friends, November 28th. Get your tickets early. Let me know it's real. I love y'all. We out.